This week on the Pushable Oats podcast, we talk a little bit about coaching science. It's a real thing. And stupid stuff personal trainers still say. And, of course, we're going to catch up with Joel C. Two, one, look out, Dan. I've got a full tank. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to the Push Four Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. What's going on? Oh, I have not got a full tank, mate. I am on. <laughs> I am on. The lights come on. I've got about 46 miles and. <sighs> oof, oof, oof. I know. Well, luckily for me, there's a couple of petrol stations nearby, so I'm okay. But it's that risk of going and then there not being any petrol there. Mm. Um, I've got to get Isabel to school this week, so it's yeah, it's little I, little I just, Sasha can uh, she can walk. Right. Well, yeah, I mean if it carries on raining like this, fucking that'd be a fun trip, wouldn't it? But, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's definitely not uh, ideal, is it? Everything that's going on, to be honest. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I think I'm assuming I've got a full tank. My, my car is uh, back in Essex, uh, tucked up in uh, my parents' garage because I have not used it in about. Three, four months. Have you declared so, it off the road? You don't have to pay anything for it. No, no, just, just, just put it there. It's fine. No, yeah, doesn't cost me anything, does it? So, um, yeah. So I'm assuming it's got a full tank. I think my dad just takes it out for a little, little spin, doesn't he? Every, every week, I believe. It's like having a little private rags. garage. Uh, rags it round. Rags. Put the sport button on. He just has a, just has a little go, doesn't he? Lovely. I hope he does. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's probably been smashed. I haven't heard from him for a while. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's fun, isn't it? It's like a little go kart. It's like correct, Dad. Yeah, don't ruin it. Um, yeah. What's going on in your world, mate? Not a lot. Um, yeah, just getting everything prepped, I suppose. And now, sort of each week that goes by is a new thing to worry about with moving my whole fucking life to a different country. But other than that, can't complain, can we? Lovely. Um, to sort out Isabel's school place and all that sort of jazz, you know, all the fun life admin shit you got to do as an adult. Um, and then worrying about petrol, obviously, is the main concern at the moment for me. <laughs> everyone else Which is, is as well, apparently. Utter, utter madness. If if everybody, if if you're listening to this and you went and bought petrol when you didn't need to, utter madness. Utter, utter. You're oh, the people surely who. Surely no one listens. Surely no one listens to this has done that. Like, sure. The, like, the same people. Day, it's like. It's that whole thing of like, if you, if those people, like my mum used to do it, right? My mum used to do this, and this was not in the shortage, right? She'd be like, oh, I've only got half a tank, better go and fill up. What do you mean? You've got half oh. a tank. That's like 200 odd miles. Like, you know, people are just, oh, just in case. I'm like, no, not yeah. just in case. I don't get that. <laughs> so, like, I always wait until it runs out and then you fill it up. Like, if people were doing that, we'd be fine. But it's people like that who go, oh, yeah, you know, I've, I've got, I've, I could fill up a quarter. I could, so I probably should. No. No, no, you shouldn't. And there's always people as well that drive about 10 miles in a week that feel the need to do that as well. You just know there's some like people, oh, I just do my head in. Do my head in. It's madness. The same people that bought the toilet paper at the start in it. It's yeah, those you people. Know, and it's, it's, it's frightening. It's frightening to see how they're... Also, the first people to moan about Oh, people coming over and taking our jobs and all oh, this. Oh, now, now. Don't, let, don't let the immigrants in, you know. And it's like, hang on a minute, mate. You're fucking running around after petrol and there's not even a shortage. <laughs> don't have a go at people escaping their country because they've been murdered. Suddenly, you've got, uh, you've got space for like a litre of petrol in your car and you go fill it up because there's a shortage. Fuck and suddenly, know. the advert, the, the real shortage is of 
laborers and workers and suddenly yeah, it's um all the, it's, all the British <laughs> are too fucking lazy to fill those jobs Lowry's it's like, so funny i don't want to do that so it's, uh, drive don't want to do that some of the some of the people who have obviously been like talking to builders and quotes for stuff and, and they're like yeah well we can't do it now but like we can quote you for something now but it'll be pointless because the cost of timber or all this kind of stuff is that ramping up like hell so the probably when they requote you it's going to be like four times as much in that in six months so yeah it's mental it's, it is it's crazy the Brexit oh, is coming for reals, um, unfortunately. Oh, it's that whole, yeah, it's all that in it. It's all that, oh, mm. yeah, you know, we'll be stronger on our own. <laughs> Clearly not, mate, because the country's no. built on people that are fucking lazy. It's just, uh, yeah, oh, I don't want to don't want to do that. And uh, the thing I love as well is that all the EU drivers, they've tried to get back. They've tried to say, oh, we'll give you a visa, you know, come back. They've gone, nah, I'm all right, thanks, mate. Nah, no, you're thanks. good. Rather not. I love that. A fair play to them as well. That's what I'd do. Stick your finger up in there. <laughs> Fuck you. Like, it serves you right. It's just ludicrous. Ludicrous. Oh, Dan, why would you want to go and live in Dubai? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Why would, <laughs> why would I? I don't know. Honestly, this place is just... It's a shithole, isn't it? It's funny. It's, it's a funny little place. It's a bit bonkers. I, I live in the London bubble, so it's okay. I don't deal with a lot of the... Uh, um, yeah. unfortunateness of I, I've not seen one queue at a petrol station because I haven't seen a oh, petrol mate, station some, my, brother, <laughs> right, my, brother, my brother messaged me today right he said that he drove past a queue at a petrol station right this is how stupid it is that's what it's got to he drove past a petrol station that had a queue on it right and he said when he drove past the actual petrol station he could see that all the pumps were available all working fine right queue of 20 30 cars right there were three pumps available but people were queuing to get the pump on the right side of their car for their petrol cap. <laughs> he said that there was other, the other side was, and I was like, that sums up the British public. They can't be bothered to pull the fucking, the petrol pump on the other side, over their roof to get to the other side. They can't be bothered to do that. And it's just, that sums it up perfectly for me that there was a queue and there was free available stuff, but they didn't use it because it was too far to reach the pump. Unbelievable. That's that's the British uh, for you. That's the British for you right there. It's just yeah. disgraceful. <laughs> and there was the woman filling up like eight jerry cans as well. Oh, yeah. Know. What's that about? Well done. Yeah. Selfish little bitch. Like, just, oh, I just don't get dear. it. Like, I just Where don't, are you going? Don't get it. Driver. Unless you're a taxi driver, right? In a short yeah. or whatever. I'll let you off maybe for that. But it was oh, it's just, yeah. Annoying. Maybe she had lots of either. But not lots surprising. of lawnmowers to fill up, mate. That's what she needs. Yeah, it's clearly a lawnmower it, yeah. selling. Yeah, company. she was going down to the golf club. She's she's a greenskeeper at the golf club. <laughs> it's like it's just that whole thing for me of it's just it just it's not even surprising anymore. That's the point of it. It's not, unfortunately, it's just anyway, fucking hell. Anyway, I had uh, I had the fun to be British. I had the fun trip to um Warrington. I believe that's where I went over the weekend. But that was but that was fun. It was, it? It was good. Well, the, the, the most surprising thing, I had like a train on a Saturday morning. Um, I love working all weekend. Um, so Monday, believe it or not, I, I purposely told a lot of my clients who I thought would contact me on the Monday. I was like, I'm taking the whole day off. Please don't like message me. Um, I'm not going to reply. And guess what? I had about 15 messages from clients, didn't I? Of course I did, because it's Monday. Because it's Monday. Just, just forgotten what I said. But yeah, of course, why, why would you? 
Like I purposely said, they and I, I know half of them have looked at my Instagram stories, so they knew I was working all weekend. So I ah, just, just messaged him there, yeah. uh, even though I made sure they've got their plans, all their programs, so they can go and train by themselves on the Monday. Like I'm like, it's fine. Off you go. Of course, oh, of course. Why would that happen? Um, yeah, I went to Warrington, and that that the train I got like first, obviously on at Euston. Next stop, Warrington. Crazy. I was, was I it? thought that was months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, um, um, how many how many stops are you going? One. Oh, okay. Uh yeah, this here, Warrington. I was like, Warrington's basically the next to Liverpool, isn't it? Like there's a lot of a lot of accents I couldn't understand. Um, but yeah. And then people shocked that I'd never been there before. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All sure I knew what they 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 like rugby league, right? That's the thing. That's their only thing, I think. That's the thing, right? So obviously you're not. I'm sure it's a lovely place. Um, the bit I saw of it weren't too fantastic. Didn't understand the hotel I stayed at, which I recently have found. Um, I, I was like, I know this hotel name. It's the same company, uh, private equity firm who uh, have just bought out third space. So, oh, oh joy. So I was like, uh, I went and stayed at the, one of their uh, chain hotels. A bit disappointed. Felt like uh, a leisure center with a hotel tax attached to it basically a bit strange and it was kind of i knew it was all gonna go wrong considering um the lad poured my guinness wrong so i mean everybody knows how to pour a guinness don't they jesus i'd, no, I'd really do they not all oh, right jesus no, you, 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 really like they have that little harp bit on the glass that you like you go up to and you have to obviously bring bring the the handle the giraffe handle forwards put it to there then you let it settle you let all the things settle because you see that like trickling down it's like a waterfall effect let that settle and then you go back but when you pull the the gas from the uh the lever forwards it's got gas in it when you put it backwards it pushes back it has no gas or air in it and you let it dribble out to get that little bit of head at the end like, that's how you pour a guinness down and uh, unfortunately didn't know. didn't know how to do it so i was like brilliant that's gonna be uh, slightly flatter than I wanted it to be. Um, great. But yeah, uh, that was annoying. But yeah, everybody passed their assessments and stuff. So lovely. What I noticed, I did notice, it might have been because of the gym I was in. Um, Ascendancy Fitness, thank you for um, letting me in there, Jim. Lots of bodybuilding equipment. Hmm. Um, but always the way. <laughs> I was like, can we have a track here somewhere? Um there was um, a lot of tattoos in Warrington. Is that a thing? A lot of tattoos up in the north. I felt didn't, didn't really know why. Just just a, just just a note. I felt like I was in Camden for a little bit, but yeah, a lot of tattoos. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, I don't know. I hang around in like Marlebone and made a veil, mate. So yeah, Camden's under a stone's throw, but I'm not there. You there started after. in Camden, don't you pretend uh, like you're like a Marlebone <laughs> faithful? You started. I know. Uh, we all start from somewhere, mate. Um, yeah, I was Cam- Camden, Kentish Town. Lovely. Um, yeah, but yeah, good, good trip. Tiring. Those those like weekends where it's just like I've got to travel up and then literally I walk off the train at nine thirty and I've got to be teaching by ten. I'm like. Yeah six hours and you just switched and, on non-stop as well aren't you yeah exactly you're just like oh great cool like a two-hour train then bam 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 then kind of i had to go back to the hotel have a little nap and then uh come out have a bit have some drinks with um one of our students andy um lovely chap obviously he was unfortunately had to spend three hours chatting to me in the bar um so yeah poor lad 
Poor guy, <laughs> fucking hell. I, I moved to Bath to get away from that. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, then assessments on the Sunday, so lovely. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, hitting the round running. Um, obviously, if anybody has listened to the Kevin Carr and Dan McGinley podcast that we did with them, um, they are over in Britain. I think I'm catching up with Kevin tomorrow from the Boyle uh, gang, I guess. Um, yeah, because they've got a London one. They were just in Dubai. Doing a thing over in Dubai for a little bit, um, I believe. Dune, dune buggying. So, yeah, of course, that's what Dan was doing. Dune buggying around, weren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we got that on Friday, so I'm sure that'll be all over. Anybody, Third Space Trainers, Instagram, uh, doing their CFC level one. Yeah, lovely. Where well, I have to be there. I've already got it, but I have to be there apparently to hold everybody's hands. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, because be morons there. So yeah, of course there are. Uh, they're my trainers. Of course they're morons. So is this okay, Tom? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah, that's that's you pretty much. Ten. You still uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't get me started. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Realize this. This is what the the show is going to be about. Obviously, we've got protein bars to hit first, um, but we're going to give a brief summary. Obviously, uh, both of us watch this. Um, it's not always very often that both me and Dan decide to actually watch a fitness thing because uh, it was only twenty minutes. I was like, why not? And uh, I kind of wanted to hear yeah. what he said. Um, oh, Mister Seedman had a little chat with uh, Mister Mike Israel. The uh, human muscle, um, yeah. yeah. So it was interesting. Obviously, Mike, um, he's a, I don't know, a very smart chap. I'd say, um, always comes across really, really lovely. Like, doesn't seem to like attack people uh, more than anything else. Probably just just poses the questions more than anything else in a nice way. So it was quite nice to see. Uh, well, have a little recap of uh, catching up with Seedman. Um, I'll bring back our segment. So yeah, the guy's fucking bongos. But anyway, um, yeah, and we've obviously both me and Dan post about basically the same thing um, without t- telling each other. But yeah, how crazy uh, is that? I know. It, I think it was just something. It was just like I don't know. Yeah, I, just, I was just getting annoyed by it. There. Yeah, just back in gyms and a lot more PT happening at the moment, and uh, yeah, just annoyed me. <laughs> What stupid stuff PTs say. I'm particularly familiar on the gym floor um, and what they do. Doesn't mean they're stupid PTs. It's just stupid things they do. So, yeah. Yeah, there's a key difference there, isn't there? Um, <laughs> they have the ability to be-, be better. But anyway, mate, uh, protein bars. Oh. Oh, I mean. I skinny, this one's called. Skinny. Are we allowed to say that word these days? That's allowed. Awesome. I just said it twice. Yeah. Skinny Food Co. I'm pretty sure Skinny Food could have probably been attacked by people for their name, but whatever. Yeah, I reckon so. Um, oh, I'm going to have, because are we doing one or two? Actually, I've got loads of bars, mate. Oh, I've got plenty down here, mate. Don't you wait. And also, as well, I've done something that I never thought I'd ever do in my life. And I ordered okay. two boxes of vegan protein bars for pleasure, <laughs> just to try to actually eat them. That's there vegan. you go. Jesus. I never thought that day would happen. Um... What else have I got in there? I've got the Skinny Food Co. one. And I've got well, a... Is, how about... This is the carrot, it's the carrot cake I didn't eat finished last week. Uh, <laughs> I just realised. And the Quest Bar. Protein Millionaire. There we go. I've got a, it's like a flapjacky one. Is that that one? I mean, it's 10 grams of protein. It's not a... Oh, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. We'll both try that. I've got one there. Right, 
Mm. Yeah, it's not exactly protein, is it? Yeah. Mountain Joe's, yeah, 50-gram bar, 10 grams of protein. I mean, come on. It's just a... It's, it's, just a, it's effectively a chocolate bar at, at that, 200 calories. <laughs> yeah. It, it's All right. just... All right, well, well should we... Or, where are we going to go? Are you going to go... We'll do that one last? That one first. Um, I just know I'm going to like this one. It's the, I'm going to go for the... Do oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do that one first. Do yeah. this one first. So it's the Protein Millionaire Low Sugar... Mountain Joe's, 10 grams of protein, pitiful effort. Um, 204 oh. calories. Oh. Is it not good? Um, <laughs> 10 oh. grams of fat, 17 grams of carbs. Uh, yeah. I mean, by I the way, I can't hear it. Is it hard? Or not good? <laughs> I don't want to say anything. I want you to just try it. I think it's just my one. I'm all right. Tastes like shit white chocolate. You know, like Hershey's chocolate tastes like sick. <laughs> it yeah. tastes like sick to me. I don't understand the bottom of it. Disclaimer, <laughs> my packet was a little bit open. <laughs> it may have spoiled, but it's not been in the bag. They've not been in there that long. Two weeks. Um... Oh, I can't get rid of that taste out of my mouth. I, I, I can only describe it as like sick. It's, it's like Hershey's chocolate. <laughs> I know what Hershey's chocolate like tastes like, and it's, it doesn't taste like that. Um, that's like it's the Hershey's cookies and cream. It tastes a bit like that because it's the white chocolate one. Um, but I, I don't actually don't feel good now. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Dan's face is awful. Um, but the bottom is like this crispy kind of crunchy bit. That's a bit odd. Got to admit. Have some water. Gee. I've got, I just had some drink. It's not helped in any way. Best before mm. 10th of Maybe April, 2022. So mm. it's in date. Oof. Good smell it? Right. Well, I'm, I'm going to say that that must have just been off. Like, uh, like they're slightly open or something. I need to eat this yeah. quick now because I've got to get rid of this taste. So this is skinny Fuko. <laughs> this is cookies and cream, skinny Fuko. Now, now I don't like this. I don't like this. They've advertised it as 99 Good. calories. Then there's a little star because they split it into two bits. Of course they do. So yeah. Each bit is 12 grams of protein. No, sorry, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. Per piece. Per 30 gram piece. See, I don't like this. They're, they're, no, they're shit. Per piece, six grams <laughs> of protein, right? Oh, so they've gone fast. with the they've gone with the ninety nine calories per piece, twelve grams of protein per pack. I don't like that. Oh, that's Either. bad, isn't it? Yeah, that's just like we'll pick the best of what it says, and then like, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, that's be miles better than that one. Thank God. <laughs> of course, it's just a normal bar, six grams of protein. Yeah, I mean. Again, for 200 calories and 12 grams of protein, I wouldn't bother. Just don't bother. No. Well, you only bother if it is a one bar. You ordered these I need yet? to order some one bars I need to yeah. order some. I haven't. Um, I got the I've Misfits. Got a... I got the vegan one straight from Misfits because I got hit with an advert on Facebook and it was like... <laughs> Fair um, so it's the one bar I've got the uh, Waffa and Cream. Cocoa, salty caramel flavor cream. 
So just chocolate wafer and caramel. That does sound pretty good. Uh, is that another another hit? Another hit. He's like mm. the one of bars. Mm. All right, I need to have a look at these. I think they're quite good. Wanna... I think the other one, the other one was slightly better. I think, but I think that's because um, I don't know. Wanna cream bars? Yeah, they do look very good, don't they? What ones have you had so far that you like? Um, hazelnut, wasn't it? The hazelnut. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That was just like um, having a bueno. They do a bundle. They do do a bundle. Do I get the bundle? Oh, you can pick the bundle anyway. I mean, they sound nice, don't they? White chocolate and strawberry cream. I wouldn't get the white chocolate and pistachio cream. Not a huge fan. The web, yeah. There's only three I'd get, actually. So maybe I won't get the bundle after all. Coconut, not for me, that one. I can't stand coconut. But <sighs> there you go. I've, if you put it that way, I've finished the bar live on the show. So, Well, that that is always a good sign. <laughs> that is a good sign. Yeah, again, I wouldn't finish that skinny co one. It's, it's it, there's nothing wrong with the taste of it. It's just a complete waste of of eating something that's 200 calories with fuck all protein in. Just annoying <laughs> me. It's just annoying, isn't it? Okay. So, just annoying. Yeah, that one of bars. One of bars are good. Let's yeah. What, what, what we said? What, what was the macros again? Those calories. Talk, talk me through. Mm. Um, I can't remember. Two hundred. It's a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of them, isn't it? It's one of those middle ground, like not quite as good. I just have to reach back into my bin. Um, yeah, 233 calories for basically 12 grams of protein. So it's not fantastic. You see, that's the problem, isn't it? Yeah. Obviously, like, of I really want to try. Good. I really want to try the Misfits peanut butter jelly, but they're all out of stock everywhere. So it should be okay then. <clears throat> As a little snackaroo, the one about is not bad, but it is slightly high calorie for how much protein. If they could sprinkle a bit of protein somewhere, which I think they're probably yeah. good. Um, I think that's. Just, I think that must be with these bars. Just how much two three grams of protein makes a difference to the overall texture and stuff. It yeah. Otherwise, surely, well, I say surely they do it, but I mean maybe they wouldn't. But it kind of makes you think. Mm, maybe just maybe they should I mean I better just have the rest of this quest bar but lying here oh god <laughs> honestly I mean, I'll keep my teeth I'd in say that. I'd take a quest bar over that fucking protein millionaire thing <laughs> I mean yeah the, the protein millionaire thing wasn't great the fact that it's less calories than that one of our and it tastes like scum um, it didn't taste like it just tasted like it tasted like Hershey's cookie and cream, but weird, weirdly crispy. Um, and but awful, yeah, awful, mate. All right, not not fantastic. All right, um, we'll talk about coaching and stuff. All right, um, I guess this goes into this is just about about coaching science first. Um, something that I talk about in various seminars and stuff like that, whether it's queuing systems, um, what it's kind of what you say, when you say it, how you say it, why you say it, that kind of stuff. 
um, and how it kind of gets portrayed. And obviously it happens on social media. Dan, obviously, like you do those those videos where you're awkwardly close to the camera and um, yeah. <laughs> and you obviously come across in a certain way doing blah, 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 bouncing around to grab attention and stuff and to invoke Wait, a How response. do I come across, Tom? How do I come across, Tom? Like if everybody could see a video, um, I'm kind of acting like a Muppet. Like the guys, not the, uh, what the, the guys are for, um, I want you to do one in the style of the Tracys from Tracy Island and Thunderbirds, please, next time. Tom's basically just called me a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because I don't do enough of them, Dan. I don't do a lot of talking head videos. It's normally a summary yeah. of something else. So, um, yeah, I do need to do more of them, don't I? God, Jesus. Well, you it's, probably should, but you know, who am I? To I probably say? should, but I but I mean, I I've got to go go to the work and sit in my office. Unfortunately, Daniel, uh, damn it, yeah. need to change my career. Um, yeah. yeah, but the the coaching of why you say it and how you say it, how you say it, blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff to clients, and it is really important. So the coaching science that I was talking about mainly, and obviously we'll go into it about stupid things, pretty so. Um, is internal external queuing and normalized queuing that's probably the thing that most people think about it's like well hopefully they start to think about like what they're saying um to try and get the best response and it resonates with the client i would say that's baseline number one of what you're trying to do um and you have to make it as relatable in layman's terms as possible some experience in the last couple of weeks i know one of my clients um was he uh, has had an unpleasant experience of physiotherapist because the physiotherapist couldn't relate the uh, the problem to him in a normal way. And he basically just kept said, classic, yeah, your glutes are weak. And I was like, brilliant. I was like, they're not. You've been training with me for the last time. <laughs> I was like, you've been training with me for the nine, last nine months. Your glutes are fine. I was like, I think what he means is your glutes don't abduct very well um, under response. They don't isometrically contract as best to as what you want them to. I was like, you can hit thrust over 100 kilos. You're fine. They flex and extend really well. Maybe they don't do this. And that's just bedside manner, okay? So how you say something and making sure they respond. But another thing through coaching science is uh, volume control believe it or not, if we want to say something really loud to get a response, uh, that person is going to relay that and try and kind of, everybody's like, turn down their volume now. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're going to basically act with urgency. If, as immediately when you start speeding quickly and you're really like, speeding quickly, you're talking really fast and you're trying to pick up everything and you're like, oh, good shit, I've got to do this really quickly. And you start calming yourself down, speaking slowly, like your breathing patterns when you're stretching, all that kind of stuff. So speed and tone and volume of voice control is a big one um i know nicole rodriguez talks this about this a lot because she's a tiny she's like nearly five like five foot one little mexican lady um who was used to be at Boyles, then went to exos and then is now at Borussia dortmund as one of their uh, lead snc's but she's tiny She's a room full of these big, like, lads, NFL athletes, exos. And she was like, I've got to command the room in certain spaces. And, like, sometimes if I want them to come in really tight, I'll speak really, really softly and really explain it very thoroughly and make sure they listen. And then if I'm, like, snapping, it's all the inflections and stuff. So that's how you see that. And then there was another thing about uh, a sessional flow. 
um, which is something um, the lad did on the weekend. So we obviously corrected it, and uh, it was just an interesting thing that I don't think I take into much account, but it's something I'm, I'm very aware of uh, when I PT is the client heart rate and kind of like energy going down kind of thing so i timed the the basically the transitional period between exercises and everyone's going wow that's really pernickety tom why would you do that i was like it just felt excessively long to me and it was it was a good four or five minutes from finishing one exercise to the client performing another and i was like that's too long to coach I was like, the client's like lost all impetus. They're kind of bored. They're like, all right, I've probably taken on too many coaching cues now. And I haven't been drip fed the big ones that I need. Um, so it's something to be aware of when you're with clients. They probably need bam, bada, bam, bada, bam, bada, bam, bam, not, bam. Not lots of stuff, but like this one, this one, this one, off we go. And then maybe you set up some stuff whilst they're completing their last set of the, the three times they've been around. Maybe the last set they'll be okay at as long as they're not to failure, you can have a look at like, oh, what am I doing next? All right, we're there. We're going to take 30 seconds to transition and then get them moving again so they don't have to like sit around and do nothing. Cool. And uh, I think the the coaching, like too many cues, that kind of thing, you it kind of experienced it in a, a different kind of setting than the gym, right? Yeah, I think, I was just thinking then when you were talking about that, I think it's really useful for PTs to get a lesson in something that they are a complete novice in and just get a feel for what it's like to be thrown all this sort of stuff. Um, see, I went for my golf lesson the other day. And a guy, it was, it was a good lesson. I, I, this is in no way, in any way, shape or form, like a, a negative thing. I'm just, it's just my experience. And obviously he's a pro, right? So he can do everything. And he was very casually explaining to me, like, this is how you're going to grip it. This is how you're going to stand. This is how far away from the ball you need to be. And then without giving me a chance to kind of practice that bit, he went, and then this is how you're going to then do the first part of your swing. You think about these things. And I was like, hang on a minute. I'm still thinking about my grip. What did you do again with the grip? <laughs> and it was only something very, very small. He was like, well, all you need to do is just worry about this. Just don't think about anything else. Just do this. Like, okay, cool. I've got that. He didn't say that. He just showed me. And, you know, um, and, and like I was, you know, I'm fairly sort of in tune with my body and stuff. So I kind of picked it up quite quick. Um, but it was just funny how even with that, so basically he sort of said to me, he said, when you're, when I was swinging back, he basically said, you need to just pin your arm on your chest as you do that, as you, as you move back, he said, you pin your arm. And I was like, okay, cool. I get that. It makes sense to me. And then as I was going through it, I said to him, I said, oh, all I'm thinking of is like trying to, cause as you go back, you have to be a bit more powerful. I was like, I was thinking of, I'm thinking of crushing my ribs with my arm. And he was like, oh, that's really good. I was like, that's a really good cue, whatever. And I was like, it's a bit more like, say, externally focused, that sort of stuff. Um, because there's a power element to it. Rather than just pinning your arm in there, it's like, well, okay, I, I can do that and not move. But crushing is a bit more of an explosive. Anyway. Um, but it was that whole thing of like, to me, like I hadn't learned anything new for ages, but it was just like I had four things to do straight off the bat. And I was about I sat there like, fucking, I was like, hang on a minute. I was like, yep, yeah, okay, I got one. And then I got two. And he, you could see that I was slowly piecing it together. And in, in 10 minutes time, it all became one movement. But I think it'd be really valuable for a lot of PTs to, to go and learn something completely brand new. Um, that you're not kind of, um, you know, I suppose that doesn't come naturally to you. Like a sport would obviously come naturally. Um, and just see, and just see what it feels like to be that out your comfort zone and that, 
unconfident and all this, you'll see how many questions people probably have that maybe are too worried to ask. Or to, I, again, I was okay. I stood up and went, hang on a minute. I need to go through that again and all that sort of thing. So I just think it's important because I, I still hear a lot of PTs. And I know you're going to come on to this in a sec because I know you posted about Instagram. They use internal cues far too much. And they say things that to them make sense, but to, to anyone else would just be completely useless. Like your favorite one, Tom, and I know it's one of your favorites, is brace your core. I mean, it means nothing. It means, it means absolutely nothing. It's, it's like, anyone, it's basically, so, they, say it, they say it because they don't know what to say and it's, it's something to kill silence. That's all they say. It's, it, they don't even, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a cue that nobody thinks about. That's, that, that's, that's my issue with it. It's like, it's a cue because you've heard other people say it and then you're just, you're just, you say it for saying it's sake. And like, if you say something to something, somebody too many times, does it have the same impetus? Nope. Like go to bed, Dan. Dan's not going to go to bed. I say, I say it to him every night. Like I bet, go to bed. I bet Isabel, when you're like, go to bed, go brush your teeth. Jesus, I've been around Isabel enough. Like she doesn't want to go brush her teeth. And when Dan tells her for the seventh million time, brace your core. Doesn't mean anything to Isabel. Brush your teeth, goes over her head. She's like, fuck off. I'm not brushing my teeth. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> yeah. I mean, as, along, along with the fact that it doesn't mean anything. Um, it's a terrible internal cue. Um, yeah, that's... I used it a lot. It's, it's kind of that whole thing of like, you always, always think about external cues. Always, always, always. Like, even with that one, you know, like with the, the weight belts and stuff, it's, it's, imagine there's a belt around you and trying to push your, your, your belly out into it. You know, things like that are a bit more, okay, I can, I can kind of feel that. I get what it feels like. Yeah. And, you know, things like, imagine someone's going to punch you in the stomach right now. Yeah, that kind of stuff. You would brace your core. Like, you would brace your core. That's what, when people say brace your core, they, they kind of do that and you kind of would be ready for it. It's, and it's just that whole thing of, of, like you said, is people don't, it doesn't mean anything to some people. So again, I saw in your post, squeeze your glutes. What? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? Squeeze your glutes. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? You know? Um, and it's, and it, it's that whole thing of, look, we all, we've all said it and we all say it to some clients. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. Means. I've said it. Like we, yeah. we uh, again, when, when a client knows what that feels like, you can say squeeze your glutes tight because they'll know because you've taught them how to do that. Once you've progressed along the skill continuum, you can then use internal cues. People will know that. That's fine. Not slagging them off. It's about knowing when to use them. And like Tom said, the coaching science involved is use external cues when you're first learning something because you don't know the internal feeling of what that is like. Um, and yeah, it's just it's just really important to, to and I think if PTs were the opposite way around and were put in that position, they would realize that they just speak jargon a lot of the time to yeah. people. And they're like, What? Sorry, what? Some people don't even know what half the equipment's called in the gym. They <laughs> yeah. They, they pick up that barbell, like, they go, What's which, a barbell? Which one's that one? Like, yeah, how many times like somebody who's trained with me fairly frequently, um, who I'll be like, Can you go uh, go get a kettlebell? Brings a dumbbell back. I'm like, Hmm. That's that's not the that's not the one I asked for, is it? Okay, cool. Can you do a can you do a squat for me? Lies on the floor. What you did? <laughs> but not were you were you tired? Uh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm hit frosted. Cool. Well, I said squat, so interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, strange, really strange. And then they're like, "Yeah, brace your core. Let's do that internally. Can you just internally rotate? Can you just flex there? What?" Like just do a little gun show pose, little Arnie pose. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Um, good idea. 
very very strange internal external queuing but yeah I, th- I feel like more people need to think about obviously they need to get that right first like pick some cues that are cool they work they work with like 80 percent of the clients or people you see um and they're probably good so uh, if you understand them then crack on but yeah i think the, the 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 annoying thing is when you go to a workshop and when I teach, and I, always, I literally say this every single time to these people who come to my workshops, and I'm like, right, this is like, it's wonderful that you're here. The unfortunate circumstances, we don't have a good population to try this shit that we're kind of uh, learning today on. And the chances are we're all a trained population, some more than others. Um, and we're going to be able to move and do stuff that we ask. The fact is that the people we see, don't. So don't think this is why how we learn here. It's like this is just kind of this is in for when they say it, it's giving context um to the content that we give you. And this is informing your practice of what we are trying to do. And that's something it was a buzzword we came up with uh, the other day about PT core. Um and we were like, right, what is it actually doing? And the, the lad who uh, who's done all the he's been in Premier Global for ages, and he was like, Yeah, top. I was like, you give context to content. That is what your course is about. And I was like, that's great. And I was like, that's cool. That, that actually resonates with me. That. Like, <laughs> we're using that. <laughs> I was like, you, you, every single time you coach and you step in front of a video, you are always trying to give context to the client that they possibly will have in front of them with the content. You're not just saying, this is what happens. Like, and you're like, all right, if you have one of these people, or maybe this happens, or maybe this happens, or maybe this happens. So bear in mind that happens, okay? Um, yeah, but anyway, mate, stupid, stupid shit. I think you you put, got a few back, didn't you, in terms of what, what oh, they say? Oh, What they say, what, 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 what they say, what they do. I mean, from my post, obviously, um, I wrote about the squeezy glutes, brace your claw, um, counting reps fucks me off. Right, I don't. Uh, I've over- that's one of the why. <laughs> I I just, oh my god, count in your fucking head, count in your head. They, yeah. they don't need to know. They count in your fingers. Like you, the chances are you're not going above ten. Like just just radically do that. Don't just count it out for needs' of sake. And then it's always the three, two, one, and uh, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, shut up. Um, yeah, two and right. and one. And one, that one. That's I don't get it. I don't get it. They can they can count. The client can count. They manage to pay for you. They can count. They know what fifty yeah. quid is. So that's absolutely fine. Um, right. And then yeah, I've got some here for you, Tom. Some good ones. Sorry. Um, the more you eat, the more energy your body burns. The leaner you will get. <laughs> yes, that's definitely eat. working for lots of people. <laughs> um, unbelievable. Um, uh, here's one for you. You might not actually know the answer to this. Um, I mean, I obviously announced this, but you will be able to clarify. <laughs> Someone's put a PT once said that I'm flat-footed, so should squat with plates under my heels because that's that's going to help, isn't it? That's, 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 that's two, not really what, two completely not, unrelated uh, things. <laughs> yeah, basically they've gone. Your ankle, your ankles are quite quite tight, and you have big absorbers into pronation. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's 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 those are. Not unrelated, but I would say they're 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 not synonymous with each other at all. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like a definite thing. Oh, that must mean we put. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah that, we'll do yeah, that yeah. straight away. Yeah. <laughs> and also, as well, I hate that when you see people with plates under their heels. No, 
if you're going to put something under someone's heels, use something that's strong. Yeah, like m- most like most gyms now, like the, the gym I was at, like I'm absolutely fine with it. I'm like, it's the band-aid for getting people deeper. Just it's not to get, you are not trying to train their range of motion when you put shit underneath their heels. You are just trying to blow out their quads and blow out their glutes to get a bigger range of motion in those core muscle groups. That's all you're doing. You're never going to increase mobility, ever. Cool. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, and like we've talked about this before is it's a it's a way to get people moving through that range or like you just said, like all that sort of stuff with the goal should always be to try and take that away. That's the yeah. goal of doing it is that you at some point want to be able to take it away. Like I still do heel elevated squats for yeah. certain like movements in my plan because that's the goal of the movement. But I don't want to, I wouldn't want any of my clients to forever be back squatting with, with weighted, with elevated heels. Like it just, that's not the goal. Right. No, I mean, most, mostly like doing heavy, heavy, heavy with like barbell. Yeah, the, fucking yeah, the only, uh, the only heel elevates I would do a goblet squats if I'm really honest. Yeah. yeah I exactly. would just, cause, just exactly. cause I want an anterior yeah. load to blow out your quads and blow out their hinge more than yeah. anything else. Cause I want to increase knee flexion. That's what's happening. Yeah, you're not you're not doing that with a with a barbell. You're not doing that, like, <laughs> no. in my opinion. Like you're just that's not how. And the other thing that annoys me as well is when people do do it the other way around with their toes raised. Yeah, uh, you're just stretching <laughs> they, do that? they do RDLs. People do RDLs. Ah, the RDLs one. Yeah. The I'm like, no. They got so much range for their for their hinge, and I'm like, that, if it's yeah, by the way, if you're a bloke and you're doing that, moronic. Like you don't have that much hinge range. It's like the chat the your hips are not as wide as females. I was like, you, you can look. Stupid. Oh. <laughs> but not even that. It's like even in females, like all you're doing is stretching your sciatic nerve. You're not actually creating any any more range of motion at the hinge. Do a deficit deadlift. Do deficit then. Then that's that's better. That's fine. Not a wedge under your fucking toes. Like oh my god. Anyway, um, I mean we've got some classics here. You know, fasted cardio is any way to drop body fat. Standard. Um, <laughs> things PT say. I don't sleep with my clients. <laughs> uh, that's quite a funny one. Um, uh, what else was there here? Oh, PCOS isn't real. It's more of a mindset. Oh, that's an interesting one, Apparently. isn't it? Yeah, that's definitely not true. Um, cardio is pointless unless your heart rate is above 180. Mm. I mean, 179 doesn't count. Yeah, doesn't count. Um, don't buy meat from butchers. Supermarket meat is easier to count calories. <clears throat> I mean, true. Like really because true. it's a package. Yeah, but you can just buy meat from the butchers and use the supermarket label. Like, <laughs> like um, and then there's one here from um, from someone you know very very well, Tom, saying one more rep. Just, and another one's put just one more rep. Like that's the hallmark of a good trainer, right there. All right, just one more rep. Uh, <laughs> the good the good trainers say two. There's always two more reps. Yeah, that's that's the like. Chloe, I haven't. Chloe said that. I haven't Chloe counted. Well, on 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 my one as well. Chloe decided to say, "I need someone to count and look at my form." Uh, I was like, "Yeah, good. yeah, she does." No. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. She, by the way, she's the one that I would ask to go get a kettlebell and come back with a dumbbell. Girl that's been training most of her life. Um, yeah. yeah. Probably. I've, I'm pretty sure she probably just does it to piss me off. But yeah. <laughs> this lad uh, goes I used to work with a lad who said switch on your transverse to every client transverse activated I don't even know what that means <laughs> switch it on 
Switch on the transverse for me. Okay, it's on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, Paul, if, uh, puts person on the piece of equipment and then looks everywhere else apart from at the person. Standard. That's oh, pretty standard, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Fuck it. It's just that whole thing for me. Like, I, I just think uh, personal trainers always moan. I've got, a, like I said, a post coming out about this tomorrow. I think I'm going to post it tomorrow morning. Personal trainers always moan that their clients are lazy or their clients aren't motivated and all this sort of stuff. And then you look around and you're like, hmm. yeah, it's almost like they're just taking your characteristics, isn't it? And then displaying them to you um, because PTs are lazy. Like they're just, they don't, they don't care enough about their clients. They don't actually give a shit. They don't plan. They don't prepare. They don't have a, any sort of concept of, of a progressive plan for, for most clients. And, and most people listen to this are probably not in this category, obviously. But there's a good 95% of PTs out there that will make up stuff on the spot for their client. And, and look, right, look, if you know your client well enough, and you know what their plan looks like, and you've programmed the first three exercises, first three supersets, and then the conditioning is a bit more of a, I know I want to get the heart rate up for a decent level. Of, uh, and I'm not fussed about like saying you have to plan out every single bit of your plan and execute it to the T, because I also think a good trainer is also able to change things on the fly based on what's available, space, and all that sort of stuff, right? So as long as there's a rationale and a plan, what I mean is there's people that walk into the gym and go, right, I'm training with so-and-so today. And I've seen people do the same session with three clients in a row before. That's, that's, not, that's not personal training. That's not personal training. And <laughs> yes. These are the people training. who go, oh, my clients, just, my clients just aren't seeing the results, you know, then it's not really dedicated enough. And I'm like, no, you're not dedicated to them enough. That's the problem. Um, you know, and it's, it's that whole thing of it just, it just frustrates me seeing it. It really does frustrate me because people deserve better and the, the fitness industry will not improve until the standards improve. And that's obviously, you know, the work you, you're doing with, with Luke and stuff, you know, doing all that. Good luck. Hopefully. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I know. And I think people, I, we got we got this a little bit, is people bash the level two and the level three. Level two and level three is the entry requirement. That is your ticket to the, like, the fairground. Don't bash that. That is just a prerequisite, a standard. It's up to you after that to go and decide which rides you want to take, like, and pay for those and what you like doing, that kind of shit. It's just, that is your ticket to the party. Just doesn't mean, like, it's, it's the whole driving test thing. <coughs> like, that's, that's your ticket to start driving. Does not mean you can drive a HGV. Does not mean you can drive a lorry. Does not mean you can drive a Formula One car, a rally car, or anything like that, go-kart. Like, you have to do separate tests for those. And that's what happens with PT as well. Then you go and like go down those routes and become experts. So, but if you only do your double three, uh, you will suck. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately so. I was like, even Daniel over there, like loved a bit of education as he was going through. And we went to quite a few seminars and shit together, like all about it for the good first, I'd go like five, six years of his career. Like, at least three to four workshops, seminars, conferences a year. Um, so yeah, they quickly rack up, and then you end up seeing the same fuckers every, all the time anyway. So um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but you become obviously you became pretty decent at nutrition, and that's how that's how it happened. You were like, oh, I want a ticket to the nutrition party. That nutrition tent, I'm in there. I'm not allowed in. Didn't buy the ticket. So, but guess what? The biomechanics and shit and the plyometrics, I've got the, I've got the VIP lounge, that one. So we're all right. Um, yes, it's just interesting that people bash the entry level qualification. You're like, no, 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 we need one. Otherwise it's, 
even worse. <laughs> it's like, it's mental. Because I, I, without a doubt, if people were that are not do the qualification, unfortunately so, and they went straight onto my PT core, chances are they won't know much about personal training and they won't know what I'm talking about. They, if that bit's needed, so unfortunately. Anyway, ran over me. Oh no! Have we? Uh, did we? We did. Did we talk about catching it with semen? Not yet. That's what we're. Oh, do we not? Fucking hell! We'll finish. Finish. Finish on that. Catching up with because it's just the the, the time is ticking over towards. Oh, is it? Minutes, we'll go so, quickly. Yeah. We'll go quickly because uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I can't. Remember, I can't remember where it popped up. It popped up. I tell you what. I was just on YouTube. I was watching. Yeah. What was I watching? I was watching. I can't remember how I came about it now. Dan was one, watching my... one of his, his GTA live it or watching uh, people playing games and stuff like that. Probably I do watching that. Something on, probably watching golf, to be honest. Um, <laughs> let me see what I was doing. Because I'm, I'm I watching actually, Ricky, I Ricky Shields. Now. No, I wasn't watching Ricky Shields. Um, but I know who that is. So that tells you everything you need to know. Um, <laughs> He's great. Love Ricky Shields. Oh, no, it just came up. Eight o'clock in the morning, I saw it. It came up. Um, I don't I know where where, it, I, where I saw it. How did I get that link? Because because I I anyway. already I'd already saved it for later as well. I think I saw um, it on Mike Ezra Taylor's one. I because I followed uh, Mike. I think that's what but, it was. I think I must have seen it on on Instagram, um, copied over to my computer. But because um, yeah, I saw it was twenty minutes, and I saw it was Joel Seaman versus Mike Ezra. I thought, oh, this could be fun. So I, I had a cup of a cup of coffee and watched it and. It was interesting because Joel Seaman obviously is clueless for a lot of the stuff <laughs> he talks about. Um, and he came across as clueless in the debate. Um, and Michael Zatel was kind of like very sarcastic with some of his responses and Joel just didn't get it at all. Um, but he didn't really have an answer for anything other than, well, I do it with my clients and it works. And I was like, that's not really a debate though, Joel. It really was, wasn't like, it? Yeah. It's not really like the point of this. It's kind of like Mike Israel's there going, yeah, but I do this with my clients and also the scientific literature and it works. So like kind of those two things put together are better than just you saying, well, I do this. And he used a couple of examples of like extreme athletes that have had really bad injuries. And I was like, well, okay, that's fine for him. You might only do 90 degree angles because he can't, it hurts if he goes any further than that. But that's N equals one. That's one person. Yeah. Um, and like he got that injury, he was explaining that he got the injury because he went down on his shoulder and hit the ground, not from overuse. You know how he always says like, oh yeah, all my people come in and they get injured because they're doing full range of motion. It's like, no, he didn't injure his shoulder because he was doing full range of motion, then fell on it. He did it because he fell on it. Like, that's why. <laughs> and he just didn't really have much of an answer. It was very wishy-washy. It was, it was, just... was wishy-washy, yeah. So obviously he was talking about that and range of motion. Then he was like, oh, we were increasing it through uh, dumbbell pullovers, right? Those things. Mm. Um, which I, they, they have a tendency to crank people's shoulders anyway. So I was quite surprised that that was a, a thing that he was yeah. doing with them. I was like, they're not one of my most favorite exercises. I, I hardly, if ever, would program them um, just because they tend to piss off your AC joint and like your delt, basically. Um, yeah, that was a strange one. They're done badly across the board. Um, but then, yeah, he obviously started talking about those. Ezra Tell's a very big hypertrophy guy, but then he kind of tried to go at Ezra Tell saying he doesn't like train any like 
athlete based people so he's like you're in the hypertrophy world bodybuilding world obviously this hotel does like uh brazilian jiu-jitsu right so he can move yeah and he's a unit yeah um and he's always about full range so therefore and obviously me and dan have talked about this full range strength training generally is and israel said this he was like mobility is strength and flexibility mashed together i'm mobile because i have control in the ranges of motion that where they are obviously Seedman's thing is going to 90 degrees where he's taxing out that certain range of motion and not going beyond it. There is a protocol of you max, you kind of isometrically hold within a range of motion. You should have strength, which um, kind of will go over around 10 degrees more, um, give or take, but not a lot more, something like that. It will transfer into that musculature because, it, but yeah, the musculature is getting ripped apart. But if, you, if you're only going to 90 degrees, it's insane. Uh, personally, I don't think that's the case. And then uh, the, the two mediators were just like, ooh, good point. What a fucking good point. Shut up. Um, <laughs> and then he, he went on about, he was like, people are getting injured more than ever in terms of overuse of, um, and uh, fit, the health, world of health and fitness has actually only been around for like the last 30 years. Yet people have been doing these hypermobile ranges and all this kind of stuff. And like for the last couple of like millennia, uh, I was just, and he was like, yeah, we don't like, we haven't found the correct way. We didn't need to train them to full range because we would, we've been doing it for two millennia anyway. And I'm just uh, like, yeah, but we're doing it better now. That's the whole point. The, yeah. the science has gotten yeah. better. They are doing it at a higher level, more degree. Yeah, they're getting injured because they're pushing themselves to the They're limits. pushing themselves to an absolute limit. We were never anywhere near the limit previously. And we know that like world strongest men are getting stronger every fucking year. People are breaking records every fucking year. Guess what? They're so so closer, so much closer to the line. And, and I was just like, basically, you just don't want to go anywhere near the line. None of your athletes will excel. They will never win. Like he's using uh, Taylor Heineke as his uh, his the quarterback from Washington. He was a third stringer. He's not the best quarterback in the world, and he never probably never will be. He's he's starting for Washington at the moment because they've had a couple of injuries, but. I would I would like to see him take a, an athlete that's like peak. No, I still I, st I still maintain what I said previously. I wanted to see like take a, a kid that's high school and then train him like that, who's got the potential to be really awesome. And then what you need him. is two twins, don't you? You need two identical yeah. twins, one and get them at like eight, and then one trained by like Michael Chattel, one trained by him, all the way through to like adulthood and then do the tests <laughs> like, yeah just, and then be like all right well we're gonna try and do it. yeah it's just because i still maintain that like pretty the harsh on the he... one that went to work with joel Seaman, to be honest <laughs> <laughs> he's weird as well i don't get it yeah uh he, he just didn't seem to have enough to back up the science as well that he thinks he's that he's got as well it just it seemed well and then again like he was like actually 80 percent of my stuff is like normal lifting well, like not full range, but 90 degree stuff. And it's like, yeah, and I only post the unstable stuff to get followers. And we're like, brilliant. And Isatel yeah. was like, well, I've got a tiny following, but I post all the shit I want to. <laughs> yeah. And like, just, I was like, just lost, I was like, just lost the credibility. And like, he was like, 1%, I might have that person do an unstable platform exercise once, and that's it. And I was like, why are you fucking posting about it? Saying it's so important, man. Don't understand. Um, he doesn't as well because I've seen some of his stuff and he does the he posts the whole session and it's all that shit. Mm. He said he just said that. He just said that because it's an easy thing to say, isn't it? 
Yeah, so go 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 have a little watch. It's it's not too like back and forth. Just um, yeah, obviously Israel Tell is a good uh, researcher and a good bodybuilder. Um, I wouldn't say he's a shine. He knows he's not a shining light in SNC and Plyo and some of the I know some of the stuff that uh, sort of Seedman thinks he will be good at. I would like to uh, see Seedman and uh, the rugby strength coach go at it. Um, that'd be an interesting one. <laughs> they're both fully on the spectrum but yeah just don't yeah don't yeah. I don't know the 90 degree angle running is still the best thing he's done all year like or like throughout us following him I think that that one's but then that, that safety bar lat raise to be fair like the the oh, in, a, in a safety bar lat raise in like a split squat position and then like when I reposted it like the, the, I think Carl Everest uh, sent it to me and he was just like <laughs> he was like lol maybe he had somewhere to be and he had to fit all his session into one set so <laughs> I was like That's fair enough looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh so funny and then everybody loved that the the trap I literally got like about 10, 12 messages just on the uh, the trap bar and the safety bar. And I was like, because it's really annoying because I'm like, I'm a massive advocate for both those bars and I love them. Yeah. They're, they're my, they're my go-to. Really but I'm like, I never use them together. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Oh dear. Yeah, don't, please don't, don't, please don't trap bar and safety bar at the same time. <laughs> my mind would oh, think to do that oh dear and then he did like some five plate like half squats today and I was just like he's like yeah this is really taxing and I was like no it weren't like what yeah, really not <laughs> oh. and I, I really want to is he because he, he, he's obsessed with his like flat toe shoes he's not got toe shoes he's got the non-toe shoes but he would be a guy that wears toe shoes thousand percent he definitely owned a pair oh yeah he just, he, but he's got all his all his codes doesn't he do you know he's got all yeah he loves a code doesn't he he loves a code i swear yeah. he's pointing his feet in as well like on he does no 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 yeah 100 percent. That, that's that's the thing he does that though it, i i i understand the premise of trying to you put yourself in internal rotation to externally rotate at the foot to get more drive and so you externally rotate your hip so you I mean, slightly that, internally that rotate what is that squat is a quarter squat, isn't it? Oh, it's That's gnarly, isn't it? Like, like if, but if he came out and said, I'm doing this quarter squat to improve my jump height, fine. That's perfectly valid. I just love, um, I love, I love as well in the comments, like <laughs> barefoot shoes from zero shoes. Well, they're not barefoot shoes now, are they? I hate that. Barefoot <laughs> shoes. But they're shoes. So, the, the, the Vivos. I mean, that are the angle, it's no way. It's not even 90 degrees. Like, he is just a fucking idiot, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> He's madness. He is madness. All right. Um, yeah. any At this of... point, I'm convinced. There's a there's a comment here. At this point, I'm convinced you just post this stuff to get some traction. This is ridiculous. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Which which he openly admitted on that show. So absolutely. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'll continue to follow it because it's just a giggle, isn't it? I just need to. Uh, I need to look at what's happening in the world. All right, um, any other business, Daniel? No. No, not for me. All good. All good. Lovely. All right, thanks for listening, guys. And we will catch you next week. Catch you later.